31 charted hit songs, including number one hits like Venus, plus a couple dozen movies, including the blockbuster Grease. What hasn't he done? Buckle on up, as you are about to hear from a former teenage heartthrob and one of the biggest stars of the 1960s. Welcome to the Motivation Show podcast, where we interview remarkable world-class experts that help bring out the greatness within you. Top book authors, super successful business people, and outstanding special guests that will motivate and inspire you with their incredible, uplifting stories and life-changing tips and strategies. Our goal is your success. If you desire more out of life, you've dialed into the right show. So fasten your seatbelts, friends, and let's get ready for some high-octane motivation. Now, your host, the mayor of motivation, Eli Marcus. Our guest was one of the biggest teenage idols of all time in the golden years of the 1950s and 60s. He went on to global fame with his first of many number one hit songs, Venus, back in the good old days of 1959. He is iconically known as this co-star with Annette Funicello in 1960s classics such as Beach Blanket Bingo and Beach Party, but also dramatic roles in the dark the Alamo, Voyage to the Bottom of the Seas, and more. Welcome to the Motivation Show, Frankie Avalon. Well, thank you, and thank you for that nice introduction, Eli. I appreciate that, and we got lots to talk about, and I'm happy to be on your show. Well, we can go on and on with introductions, you know, for you. I mean, I could have gone for about a half an hour, but uh, we're going to save that for the, for the real show in the back and forth here. So, okay. you know, one of the sort of first questions that come to my mind is how did you actually get into show business? What was your lucky break? My lucky break was being born. That was it. <laughs> it started right there. Thank God for my mom and my dad and the good Lord. And I was born uh, in 1940, September the 18th, and um, had a wonderful childhood growing up. But my first break in the show business was really kind of interesting. As I recall, my mom used to uh, pack a lunch for me uh, on a Saturday afternoon in South Philadelphia. And she would have me go to this movie on Point Breeze Avenue. And I would sit there and they would play cartoons and then a motion picture and cartoons. And this one time I would walk there because I lived in the neighborhood. It was a neighborhood to get to, you could walk. So um, I was in the theater there in the middle of one of the cartoons, a man entered the stage and he said, we're going to have a contest here for today for you kids. And we all went, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he said, whoever wants to come in and compete uh, as a singer, a dancer, whatever, come on up here because who's ever going to win this prize is going to win a new red scooter. So I thought that was pretty exciting for me. And I raised my hand. I never did any singing or anything in my life, but I guess I had a little oomph. You know, and I went up there and there's about six or seven kids up there. And he said, their names, your name, what's your name? And I said, my name is Frank Avalone. I live here in South Philadelphia. He said, well, what are you going to do for us today? I said, I'm going to sing a song for you. He said, OK, uh, what are you going to sing? And I said, I, I, I'm going to sing a song that I hear my mom and dad uh, playing all the time on the radio called uh, Give Me Five Minutes More. 
So uh, he said, okay, no band, no nothing. I sang, give me five minutes more, only five minutes more. Let me stay, let me stay in your arms. And well, now the next kid is that who danced, who did, who did uh, 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 tops, uh, uh, spinning tops. Uh, so finally at the end, they put his hand over each kid like this and I won. So I won my first prize, which was a red scooter. And that was my first introduction on a stage uh, in show business. Still got that red scooter? No, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that thing. I don't <laughs> nice know. Nice antique. Probably sold it. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, you know you wanted to kind of be a singer early on. Uh, you know, did you always want to no. be a big star and famous? <laughs> no, you know, I, I no, I never even thought about that. Actually, I wanted to be a boxer. Wow. When I was about eight or nine years old in the neighborhood there, there was a, a, a thing called the PAL, Police Athletic League. And it was a great idea for the policemen in the neighborhood would, would take the kids off the streets and they would make a little gym in the police station and it would teach us how to punch a bag. And it was something and I really wanted to be a boxer. So that was my first impression of what I really wanted to do. Wow. Did you want to be like the next Rocky Marciano? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, it was even before that, because of the fact that, you know, I was a, my name was Avalone. But the, the policeman there used to call me Avalani, Avalani. And there was a fighter named Kid Gavilan, yes. who was a very big, lightweight fighter there. So they used to call me the Kid Avalon. That's how I got my, my name Avalon from the policeman there. And uh, uh, I, I left being a boxer and I went into music. So you became you know, obviously successful very early on in life. Uh, did it come naturally to you? I mean, did you have an abundance of like self-esteem and a relative lack of fear, which uh, frankly, stops most people from living their dreams. You know, uh, Eli, I think when you're young, as I was then, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, you know, you just got, you don't care. You just out doing this. I'm going to do this. I got an opportunity. I'm going to try this, and that's the way I did it. I, 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 I went to the movie again to see a motion picture, Young Man with a Horn. I love the sound of that trumpet. I went to my dad. I said, Dad, I love this trumpet. Could you get me a trumpet? The next day he went to a pawn shop for about eight or nine dollars. He bought me a trumpet. And that's how I started to learn how to play trumpet and became very successful as a trumpet player, a, a dancer, a tap dancer. Can you tap dance? Yes, I can tap dance. I went and started to take lessons, tap dancing. I, I tried everything. Somebody said, can you do this? Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I had a lot of, oomph, you know, when you were 11 years old, I understand that you were uh, discovered and you appeared on a pretty famous TV show. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, uh, I started playing trumpet when I was about 10 years old because of that motion picture. And believe me, Eli, I put my heart and soul. I had such a passion for that horn that I would practice four or five hours a day. Now, mind you, I live in South Philadelphia in a row house. Well, it wasn't too thrilling for the neighbors to hear I'm me. I'm sure of that. Five, six <laughs> hours, you know, especially learning my scales and all that stuff. But I learned quickly and I sounded really good. And the story goes, there was in my neighborhood, uh, a singer who became number one in the world at the time. He had the number one hit song, Here in My Heart, and his name was Al Martino. And I had heard that in the neighborhood, one of the neighbors was giving him a party to celebrate his success. And because it got around the neighborhood, it drew a big crowd around this one house that uh, was a row house. And I wiggled my way through with my trumpet in my case, and I knocked on the door and the man's name came out and 
He said, uh, yeah, well, who are you? I said, my name is Frank Avalone. He said, what do you want? And they were having a party. I said, can I play my trumpet for Al Martino? He said, come on in, kid. So I went in and he said, my name is Silvio. I said, okay, Silvio, I'm Frank Avalone. And I took out my horn and they were partying and I took out my horn and I played the song tenderly. And it was a very difficult song to play, but I had to sound like I was 25, 30 years old. All of a sudden, it stopped. The party stopped and everybody applauded. And Al Martino went to Silvio and said, who is this kid? He said, I don't know. He's from the neighborhood. He said, wow, he can really play. Ask his mother and father if we could take him to New York City so he could audition for my agency. I think they'll be thrilled to have this kid as a client. So my mother and father said, yes. We drove into uh, New York City. I went into the office of General Artist Corporation. I took out my horn. As they were talking, I started to play tenderly again. I put the horn down. They applauded. They said, Jack Sobel was his name. And he said, you know, I got an idea. We handle Jackie Gleason. He's got a television show. He's right across the street here at the Sheridan Hotel. He's got a penthouse. They're having a meeting now with the writers and the director and the producer. Let's take him over. So they took me over there. They were having a meeting. I didn't see Jackie Gleason there. You couldn't miss him. He was the great one, you know. <laughs> uh, and I took out the horn. I started to play. And as I was playing, I looked up on the penthouse and I saw the great one come out and listen to me play the horn. And all of a sudden, Gleason says, who's this kid? He said, I don't know. He's with GAC here. They said, he said, right at show, I want him on in two weeks. So that was my first experience with the great one, Jackie Gleason. Uh, and because of the, the success of that, he had gotten a lot of fan mail. And they said, we'd like to have this kid back again. What can he do? So Silvio said, he tap dances. Well, like I told you, I never tap dance. But in the neighborhood, there was a guy by the name of Mike Landon, and he showed me how to tap dance. A month later, I was on the Honeymooners playing the trumpet and tap dancing. So Amazing. that was my second time on the Gleason show. And you were singing which song? No, I, I wasn't saying I was playing. Ah, I was playing, playing the trumpet. Uh, playing to which tune? Uh, Blue Skies. Blue Skies. And then I tapped. And I learned that, you know, so that was my introduction. And the rest is history. Yep. <laughs> That's a great story. I got the pleasure of meeting uh, Trixie <laughs> a couple of years oh, ago did, when yeah? they played a Honeymooners uh, event out in New Jersey, a show. So she was there and she's, uh, you know, I think, in her mid 90s. So God bless her. So that, God that bless was... her is right. You know what talents they were, boy. Oh my God! You talk about you know the Jackie Gleason show, the Honeymooners. They would do a different show every single week. Learn songs. I mean, dialogue. They were brilliant people. All four of them were just like amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You can, you can never go repeat that classic. All in black and white, and still you can't put color and and outdo what they did back then in black and white. Uh, they're still funny, funny shows, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know you. Uh, of course, uh, pretty well known. Is fame all it's cracked up to be? Are there pluses and minuses of fame? Well, uh, I don't look at it that way. I, I enjoyed uh, the, the wonderful fame quality that you have. People recognize you high. Now, and I like people. I think that's very important. You got to like people. I, I hear so many stories about different celebrities, actors, singers, whatever it may be, that shun an audience and don't want to be bothered in the I'm not that kind of a guy. I like people. That's my upbringing. I respect people. And I think that has a lot to do with that things that happened to me that were all a positive. 
Well, that will explain a little bit about your longevity because, uh, you know, and if you're going to last through the decades as you have, you better be pretty likable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm still doing it, too. Thank God they keep asking. And uh, I, I still work around this country here. I get asked to go out of the country now. But uh, it's a little traveling is a little too much for me at this point in my life. So, Frankie, you know, everybody is looking for that, you know, one thing that they can do to kind of change their life, you know, the so-called secret. You know, do you have any daily rules or beliefs you think can help people become more successful or just plain happier? I, I think that just be honest with yourself. Trust people as much as you can. Always look over your shoulder. Respect your elders. All those things are very important to me. And, and, and be passionate in what you do. Mm and work at it. I mean, it, uh, nothing comes easy. You really got to work at it. And the more it looks easy to the public, the more of a perfectionist that you are. So that's been my philosophy and my theory throughout my career. Well, you know, just your example of having played the trumpet four hours a day. I mean, that's a lot of time. Most people, you know, won't spend maybe an hour on uh, something to perfect it. But I think you've certainly proved that uh, you weren't just born with uh, the good looks and the good voice. You know, you, you got to put a little time into it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Eli. Well, looking back on your life, uh, would you change anything, Frankie? Not a thing. Are you kidding, Eli? <laughs> I've been so fortunate in so many ways, first of all. To have a great mom and dad and a sister, my sister Teresa, coming from the great family, the backbone of what a person is. And then to be able to meet my wife, Kay, and we've been married uh, 60 years now. Mm -hmm. We have eight healthy children, and we thank God for that. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, I did a lot of traveling in my days around this world. I mean, uh, it amazes me that I'll go to different countries and I'll walk into a restaurant or whatever, and they know who I am. I mean, I've made over 40 motion pictures, uh, a lot of hit music, uh, television shows. Uh, it's been wonderful. Why would I change anything? <laughs> I couldn't change anything. What makes Frankie happy these days? Being alive. Uh, That's <laughs> a good start. My, family, <laughs> uh, my 10 grandchildren, wonderful uh, times that we spend together. We vacation together. I'm a, a cook, not a chef, but uh, I wrote a cookbook along with a great man, Rogers. And um, I like to cook for my family on Sundays. It's a tradition that I've had uh, since a boy growing up uh, where I make the pasta and the meatballs and the sausage and the lasagnas and all that stuff. And we, we sit around and we have fun. And uh, I've got a nice, wonderful home that accommodates uh, 30, 40, 50 people here. So it's terrific. Well, I think you've actually answered my prior question. Gratitude. You have a lot of gratitude. Wow. Do I? That says a lot. I think we should all take uh, your lead on gratitude and appreciate the things that we have rather than focus on the things that we don't have. Right, Frankie? You're right. Yeah. Thanks. Stay focused on the things that make you happy. And I'll tell you, you'll stay happy. There you go. So Olivia Newton-John had recently passed and theater started to bring back the famous movie Grease to honor her. And I went to see it actually recently and didn't actually honestly realize that you were even in the film. You had this incredible, great singing role. What was it like being in that movie with Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta and all the other rest of the uh, fun cast? Well, you know, Eli, what had happened was I was uh, after I the teenage idol thing went away with being married and all this other stuff. I wanted to continue because I loved being in show business. So I wanted to design and put together a show that would be in those days for nightclubs. 
And I did and became successful, very successful around this country, around this world. And I was playing the Copacabana in New York City, which was the epitome of if you made the Copacabana, you were in show business. And I was there. I was under a five year contract uh, at the Copacabana. And I think it was 1971 or two or three to be exact. And uh, they called me to do a, a little promotion of a new play that had opened on Broadway called Grease. And I said, what's it about? It's about the 50s and your generation and you're part of that thing. Would you take some pictures with this? There's a, a young cast. And I said, OK, fine. And I went and I did exactly what they wanted to, to promote their their play. So a time had gone by. And in 1977, uh, I was playing golf um, at a golf club that I played, uh, belonged to. And I got off the ninth hole and my manager was there with a script in his hand and he said i got a script for you here from paramount they said really what picture he said it's called greece and i thought about it for a minute and i said what character he said teen angel i said um pass he said okay and i went played the back nine of the of the golf game and finally when i got off the 18th hole he was still there he said they will not take no would you at least have a meeting with Alan Carr, the producer, and the director, Randall Kleiser, and would you meet at Paramount? I said, okay, okay. So I go in, and they're all around there, and we have a conversation, and I said, I saw the play, and they said, why don't you want to do this picture? I said, fellas, I saw the play. It's not my style. What I saw is a, an extension of Elvis Presley, long sideburns black leather jacket, comes off a rope and does some gyrations and sings Beauty School Drop. It's not me. I've got my own style. They said, we'll change it. We'll change it for you all in white. Do it the way you want to do it. Get your piano player here. And I did that. And that's how I did it. And you were smooth as silk. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's amazing of all the things I've done. Through all the generations, and I mean, you, you mentioned some of the beach party pictures and John Wayne, the Alamo and this or that, whatever. Greece has been around now for 45 years, 44, 45 years. I'm telling you, if you say, if they don't know Frankie Avalon, the name, you see another guy that was in the movie Greece, <laughs> by eight, nine year old, the guy that comes down the steps and says, yeah. school dropout, you know, oh yeah, that guy, that's him. Oh, okay. So it's really lasted. And of course, working with Olivia Newton-John, who was a sweetheart, and Travolta, and the entire cast, and Randall Kleiser, the director. You know, Eli, I rehearsed for six days on a sound stage with tape. And all the girls, that each spot that I had to go to, you do on your feet. And then comes shoot time. Two solid 14-hour days for a five-minute song that I did 30 feet up. Now, when I get on the set and I see where I got to stand up there and I walk up there and I stopped on the top podium where I was supposed to start and I said, Randall, I can't do this. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm afraid of heights. I cannot, if I'm supposed to be Teen Angel and the cool guy walking down these steps, I can't do it. Cut, hold up guys. Give me the, uh, give me the crew, give me this, give me that, whatever. They came up with the idea of putting white mattresses all alongside of those 
30 foot steps up there, you know, and made me feel very comfortable because I did. I felt Just like in case, fall. right? I to go to sleep, you know. <laughs> I got these mattresses. So that's how I did it. And it, it worked fine. That's a great story. Absolutely. And so how do you look younger than people half your age? I mean, rumor has it you found some sort of fountain of youth. Uh, what is your health secrets? Well, that goes back a lot of years. I've always been a fanatic when it comes to getting involved in the new things and this and that. And I heard about, you know, it's great to take vitamins, your A, C, D, E, all those vitamins that you take, you know. But I heard and read about herbs, natural herbs. And I read many, many years ago that all 50% of prescribed drugs are made up of natural herbs. I was walking down the street in North Hollywood, where I was living at the time, and there was a place called Herb Products. I went in there and I introduced myself and the guy who owned his name was John. And he had all these vats of these different kinds of herbs. And he knew me and he knew what I do. And I said, you know, I got kind of a lifestyle. I travel, I do this, that, maybe this, put this together, put that together. So I've been taking herbs for over 50 years. Wow. So because of that, people just like you said, how do you do it? I mean, I'm 82 years old. You got I more energy than people 20 years old. <laughs> I still have a tremendous amount of zip and I travel all the time and I still work. And that's because I really owe it to. And people say, how do you do it? Well, I started a company and I called it Frankie Avalon's Health Makeover System. And I started this some 30 years ago. I introduced products. Eli, I got so involved with it, they started to formulate for me. I would get together with John, say, John, I got these aches and pains. I play a lot of golf this summer. All of a sudden, he comes up with this product. We named it Zero Pain. It's a topical roll-on. I've, I've got it on my website, frankieavalon.com. It's easy. It's applicable. And within minutes, it's. I got letters from Arnold Palmer, Ernie Banks, wow. people that make Great their athletes. living. You know? Greatest, yeah. So that's been, that was one of my products. Then I started to talk about, you know, we've got to get into the nutrients of fruits and vegetables. How many do you take this, that one? It's all over the, I started that 30 years ago, Eli. I came up with, with condensing fruits and vegetables into a capsule form, freeze dried, and you get all the nutrients. You know, most of the fruits and vegetables that we eat, we can't eat eight servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Number one, it's very costly. Number two, the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, Eli, is very interesting. When it is picked fresh, it's then processed, put it on a truck. Then it has to be shipped to the supermarket or whatever. It, it, the, last, the shelf life of fruits and vegetables is no longer than six days. We've got it now where you can take your fruits and vegetables every single day and have the nutrients that help your energy, that give you more confidence. A lot of things that happen inside your body is what these things do for you. So because of that, uh, people ask me, and that's the reason why I feel good. And people compliment me. Geez, you look great. I got all my hair, all this other stuff, you know. You know, I looked on your website and I saw the fruit and veggie essentials. Uh, and uh, it really resonated with me because uh, God put things on a tree and in the ground for a reason. And man is manufacturing things that, you know, that maybe are not supposed to be eaten, but we're eating too much of that, you know, because it's fast and convenient. So it's really nice to hear that you're enabling people to get these essentials really in just, you know, one second, you know, and you're yeah. right, because because all my strawberries, you know, a couple of days, they're, they're already by the time they got into my home, they're, they're gone in three days. 
You know, Eli, Mold. Uh, a few years back, the, the, the big thing was juicing. Yeah. Well, we do the juicing for you with, with, with the fruit and vegetable essentials. Instead of having to go and bump in the machine and do all that stuff with the ice and put the powders, in, we do it with our fruits and vegetable essentials. It's simple. Well, I'm a you know a runner and I'm running all the time. And I also like to get in the gym and lift weights and do what I have mm -hmm. to do to try to, you know, uh, emulate you and stay a little bit young. And so I was looking at that zero pain roll on. You have that kind of like in a in a cream or you have it in a roll on. Yeah. Right. Uh, and tell me what what's in that? What makes you have well, I mean, the idea of zero pain is a good idea. Right. Well, the the the, the main ingredient is capsaicin, yeah. which is a form of cayenne pepper. And that's what happens with cayenne pepper and in the formulation that we have with the zero pain, plus some other things, some oils and all this other stuff that help relieve pain uh, topically. Now, nothing that's ingestible. It really does send a message to the brain and it relieves your pain. It's not a cure. I was with uh, the Arthritis Foundation for many, many years. And uh, boy, I've, I've done their telethons, uh, many meetings with them. You know, it, it, there's no cure for arthritis. I mean, severe arthritis. But if you need some fast relief and the more you use it, the better you have to use. it. So, Frankie, you've had many, many decades of success in many different fields. You know, great singer, great actor. You've, you're an entrepreneur. Why not just kick back in a hammock and, you know, relieve some, relieve some of your Beat scenes, maybe you made so famous and just kind of like live off the good life. You know, what motivates no, you to I'll continue you doing what you do? That ain't for me. <laughs> you know, we all went through COVID. I didn't get on a stage for a good year and a half or maybe more. Terrible time. I didn't like it at all. I couldn't wait to get my shots to do all the stuff we were supposed to do. And once we, we did all that stuff, I'm back again. I'm happier doing what I did done all my life. I don't think I could retire. Retire is not for me. It could be for some people. I still play golf. I still do a lot of things. So, um, no, I got to keep going. Well, I want to find a way to actually get to one of your live performances. And I'm going to make it a point, whether it's in Vegas or Florida or wherever you happen to be. How do other people find out about your performances? And how do people find about your health products? Okay, if someone's really interested in the conversation we've had now, and of course, where I'm going to be playing and singing all those great songs and telling stories and doing a lot of film clips of my family, that's the kind of show I do. They just have to go to FrankieAvalon.com, and there's a whole page on Frankie Avalon's health makeover system, all my products, where I'm going to be playing, and that's all the information that, that they could find. Well, I'd like to encourage all of my readers to go on his website. I've been on there. I've searched the whole site, frankieavalon.com. I have to tell you, I'm going to pick up those eight essential veggies uh, and, and fruits because I know that's essential to the body. You know, you can't live on fried foods and ice cream. I can tell you that. And uh, I have to tell you, I sourced some of those Vegas appearances, some of those Florida appearances. Uh, uh, you know, I, I do have another home in Florida, but I can tell you that, you know, whether if you're on the other coast or you're in of Vegas. Uh, I'm going to fly there. So I hope some of my listeners today will join me and get to see Frankie live because you're a man of great passion. And, and I love that. I mean, 
you know, all these years, like I said, you're not kicking back on the hammock. Thank you so much for being on my show, Frank. Eli, thanks for having me on your show. You're wonderful to talk to, and I appreciate it. And to all my fans out there for all these years, thanks for being a part of me for all these years. And hopefully uh, you want to know more about me, go to, go to the website. There's a lot to there's a lot to look at. Thanks, Eli. Thanks, Frankie. If you would like info on how to get coached for massive success from Eli Marcus, please email motivate a to z at gmail.com. That's motivate a to z at gmail.com using the number two. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.